1: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. Gentlemen, I hope you had a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Not so much you, RJ, but BLG, definitely you.
2: Uh, many gobbles to us all here, Stats. Thank you for <laughs> the happy Thanksgiving wishes, likewise.
3: Um can you guys believe what did or did not happen to the people that it did or did not happen to on Thanksgiving Mm. during the NFL (laughs) games?
1: Full disclosure, everybody, we are recording this on Wednesday. So we have no idea what happened in Thanksgiving. I think it's just safe to assume that the Cowboys lost. uh, I I think we can both agree on that. Mm -hmm. Terrible loss by the Cowboys. Their whole season is now clearly in jeopardy. I literally tweeted Monday night that the team
3: I least wanted to see in the playoffs was the San Francisco 49ers because I think they're so good. Um, Mm What the hell, stats? I, you know, I've you know, you and I have no beef, but whatever.
2: <laughs> hey, but how about those sales, those Black Friday sales? Pretty good that is <laughs> right. going on today. <laughs> is today oh, okay. the day,
3: um, that you're decorating for Christmas stats now that it is,
1: uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving? Are you out of your mind? No, 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 no Christmas music, no Christmas okay. decorations until December 1st. This I is not difficult. Wrong.
2: No, Um, you're wrong.
3: Scrooge has spoken. Um, Brandon, are you uh, decorating your uh, humble abode for Christmas?
2: The transition should happen after Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Oh, my God. Are you on it first? No, no, no. What is with these people doing this? We don't do this with any other holiday. Nobody starts celebrating the 4th of July in June. Nobody starts celebrating Valentine's Day in January. Yet all of a sudden Christmas starts in November.
3: I mean, it's the most fun holiday. It's the most joyful time of the year. It's literally the most wonderful time of the year. So I think people just want to experience it for longer than you know, a month. Um, so I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, if you want to throw the tree up before Thanksgiving it doesn't bother me. Mm, um, that's uh, too early. I mean, look, I, I'm if you if you want to throw the tree up because it, it's a, it's a process. Right? like it's it's a day, it's a Saturday that you got to spend. You got to put everything up. You got to vacuum all the little things. You know, so if you have the time ahead of time to do it, I'm cool with that. But yeah, like all the little pillows and other you know decorations, that I think you have to hold off on. But the tree, I'm good with uh, mostly because I'm not the Grinch that is
1: uh, Rob Stats I'm just not a crazy person. Uh, By the way, I should remind you, we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I have to bring this up with you guys. Kyle Posey tweeted out that he's going ribs giving. No turkey for him yesterday. I cannot support this. Where do you come down?
3: You're a preacher to the choir when it comes to to Brandon. I don't know if you've ever spoken to him about this. Um, I I would venture to guess that yesterday Brandon went down to Wawa and got um whatever hoagie sandwich, Philly cheesesteak, stupid cliche <laughs> thing, um whatever. But I I would imagine that that is uh how he broke bread on Turkey Day.
2: That's not true, but I do like non traditional thanksgiving options absolutely it's fun it's it's a good way to do it rj has an appreciation for this after really not getting to celebrate thanksgiving last year i'm not saying you to do something different every single year i'm saying it's nice to mix it up once in a while so big shout out to kp for doing that uh i just i envision my perfect thanksgiving as an accumulation of various different good foods that i actually enjoy instead of this food that's relatively bland and is only really had once a year and not at all. The rest of the year, it's not that good.
3: Um, Just to echo that thought, Brandon and I did talk about this on the NFC East mixtape this week, which people can listen to on any one of the four SB Nation NFC East team site podcast networks. Um, I love Thanksgiving food. And like Brandon mentioned, my son was born um, the night before Thanksgiving a year ago. So I had Burger King for Thanksgiving last year. You've both heard me tell that story a thousand times. Um, So yesterday I made up for lost time. Um, But to that point, I have missed it. I have been hankering for some Thanksgiving food, Um, you know, and, like, why do we only eat dressing, stuffing this time of year? I'm not, like, a yams or cranberry sauce person. Um, But, like, why why do people only really eat that this time of year? Why do people only eat turkey like this this time of year? Slap a turkey in the oven on 4th of July if you want to. If you want to celebrate it in June, by all means. I mean, like, we can eat these foods at other times. Um, and so if you want to have some ribs or some brisket, one of our VTB riders is, is uh, doing a brisket or did a brisket. Um, by all means, I, I do kind of, if you're doing a familial thing, think you have to have some semblance of turkey. But if you want to bring some friends along for the ride, I'm all for it. Pick me. One,
2: two, three. Pick one. On three. free. Pick three presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: I don't even know who you guys are anymore. All right, let's get to some actual football. We'll do our locks of the week. My pathetic performance in the locks of the week Mm. will continue, and then we'll get to all the games. Our pick three is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for the special offer when you sign up. SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We all stunk last week, gentlemen. Everybody took the loss. Including mm. me on Monday Night Football. So BLG, you are at seven and four. RJ is five, five, and one, and I am a depressing two, seven, and two. Oh. BLG, where are
2: you going? <laughs> seven and two. Sorry, stats. Um, yes, uh, Eagles did not cover the spread, but they did win, advanced to nine and one. So uh oh, could be bartering. worse. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really in shambles over here, uh covering a team that is nine and one and has never not gone to the title game after starting out nine and one. <laughs> All right, so let's get to my lock of the week, the team that I feel like I deserve to take a victory lap on because you guys laughed at it. You were like, oh, BLG went to the Eagles-Dolphins practice, and because he saw the Dolphins practice one time, he thinks they're so good. Well, they have been so good this year. They've looked great, uh, especially when Tua has been able to actually like play the entire game. They've been undefeated. So uh, they're taking on the Houston Texans, who are clearly the worst team in the NFL, hard to have another team 32nd in your power rankings. They rank 32nd in DVOA. They're, I think, four points um, from being the last team in point differential. I mean, the Steelers are behind them, but that's probably going to change sooner than later. Give me the Dolphins. They have the offense to put up a ton of points and outscore Texans' offense that will not be able to match that. It's a big line, 12 and a half, but I will take the Dolphins to do it.
3: Totally agree. Um, in an act of what some are calling cowardice, I was not allowed to talk about last week's Eagles-Colts game. Um, so I have superseded the zap that we all have on the SB Nation NFL show and made the Green Bay Packers a seven-point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles wearing not – Midnight green, as we learned, was the proper name stats, Uh, but they're black helmets. Uh, They are debuting them on Sunday Night Football. I am taking the Packers, again, a seven-point dogs uh, on the road in Philadelphia. Brandon locked up the Eagles last week, and they barely won. They obviously did not cover. I was curious about this, genuinely curious. Um, You know, people have thrown out the 2020 Steelers as a comp for the Eagles. I don't think they're that fraudulent. Um, But five of the more recent teams who started out or were the last undefeated team in a given season um, that had at least seven wins, cause you know, sometimes if you're the last team at three and o, that doesn't mean a lot, right? and And if you get to thirteen and o, you're clearly elite. So these are the teams I felt were legitimate comps. Uh, last year's Arizona Cardinals were seven and o, finished four and six, and they finished four and six against the spread. The year before the Steelers were eleven and they finished one and four, also one and four against the spread. In two thousand and nineteen, we had two teams make it to eight, 0 One of them was your niner stats who finished five and three, but were four, three, and one against the spread the Patriots that same season eight zero finished four and four uh but two five and one against the spread and the 2018 Rams uh got to eight zero before finishing five and three but three four and one against the spread. Generally speaking, from a precedent standpoint, there isn't one of a team rebounding from losing and then just returning to super elite domination. Um, So I think the Packers are ripe for an opportunity here. Seven points is a lot. They are coming off of two straight home games, so they haven't traveled in a while. They're coming off the mini buy, even though they did look terrible last Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. The Eagles were barely able to beat the 32nd ranked offense by DVOA. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers, from an offensive standpoint alone, are much more impressive. They are ninth in the NFL uh, from an offensive standpoint. So I'll take the Packers to cover, and I will take them to win as a spoiler alert.
1: Wow. Okay. That's some confidence there from RJ. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders, and I really don't like to do this. But, man, the Commanders are fun, man. BLG's sitting there shaking his head. The Commanders are fun. The Commanders are Interesting. The Falcons just lost Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry, man. I have less faith in the Falcons than ever. I'm going commanders. I think it's up to four and a half now, which makes me feel a little bit more nervous. Mm -hmm. Initially, when I saw it, it was four. I don't love it at four and a half, but I'm going to stick with it. And let's be honest. If you want to make money, you should probably bet against me, given my picks this year. But at least I'm giving you a way to make money. That is the goal of these picks, ultimately. And I have given you that much more than anyone else on this show. I'll just say Mm that.
3: Stats. um, Everybody knows the Taylor Heineke Jordans story. Did you see the Jordans that he bought um, after beating the Houston Texans last week? No. Brandon and I talked about this on the mixtape. And we kind of said it was like a bad indication of what's to come because he bought baby blue Jordans. after. And again, the whole thing is like the colors of the team that he just beat. Baby blue, not really, you know, Houston Texans colors. Um, maybe you want to claim Houston Oilers. That would not be accurate, though, as far as who the Texans franchise is. Um, so kind of bad vibes that that Taylor Heineke mm. has has spat in, in his own tradition's face. Um, worse vibes that you have locked them up. Um, so I really am a little bit worried about the commanders this week with those two things working against them.
1: Well, hey, you know what? Good. I need him to lose as a 49er fan because they that game against the Commanders for the Niners is going to mean something to seeding in the NFC. So, good. They didn't lose to the Eagles, so they owe me a loss. So, come on, Commanders. Do me do me a solid here. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's they didn't lose quit- to the Eagles. They beat
3: the Eagles, right? Just to be clear. That's what
1: I mean. I wanted them to lose. to. The, I was counting that as a loss for the, mm-hmm. you know in terms of seeding for the Niners in the NFC. That did not happen. All right, so just a quick recap BLG, Dolphins minus 13.5 over Houston, RJ, Packers plus seven against the Eagles. I'm going Commanders minus four and a half against the Falcons. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will run through all the games not played yesterday.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is
1: Back here on the SB Nation NFL show. Okay, time to preview the games. And if you don't know, you're joining this program for the first time. Thank you. We each have a zap. One of us can zap the other. You cannot talk about the game. You can just give your pick and you have to move on. Also, Stephen Serta, our producer from Arrowhead Pride, has a zap as well. He used it to great effect last week. And we always appreciate that. First up, let's go. Cincinnati is going to Tennessee to take on the Titans. I think it's the best early game. Tennessee is getting... One and a half points in this one. This is like a sneaky good game. Cincinnati's starting to come on strong, RJ. And Tennessee, again, even though there's not a lot of fanfare, I poop on them every week, but they're playing good football right now.
3: Last week was really impressive from Cincinnati. Um, not that the Steelers are a great team, but, you know, on the road, division rival, big brother, show up offensively without Jamar Chase. I don't know. Like, we're, we're getting really close, right, to the return of Jamar. Like, we're, we're really flirting with that at this point. Um, I'm at the point where I trust the Bengals, um, in, in, I trust them to, you know, they're not quite on, on the chiefs tier by any means. Uh, but the chiefs handle the Titans fairly well. Uh, that's kind of the only time I think we've really seen the Titans look bad outside of the first two games of the season. Obviously those are their three losses. Um, I, I like, I like the Bengals in this game. I just, I don't think that Tennessee's a great football team to your point stats, but they don't have the horses to, to run with Joe burrow. And I think that, um, that's going to be the difference.
2: I don't know. Um, I kind of go the other way. I think they do have the horses. I mean, this is a defense that's allowing uh, – uh, I think was, I forget the number here. I had the number. I lost it. They have not allowed a lot of points recently. That's a good stat for you right there. Um, they're 8-1 and – <laughs> or, sorry, 7-1 uh, since the 0-2 the, uh, start. Jim Schwartz, a member of that defense, by the way, um, former Eagles assistant. Uh, yeah, I, it's a legit unit, and I, I still – I don't have the full – confidence i would have in the Bengals if jamar chase was playing um i do think it's interesting how the Bengals rank six and point differential it's like when they've won they've won big um for the most part obviously maybe not so yeah, last Panthers week although too. yeah so um yeah i'm not down on the Bengals, but i just i am I'm, I'm worried against betting against the titans right now especially they're coming off that mini by having played uh you mentioned the same thing with the packers earlier
1: It's really interesting. Last year, Cincinnati didn't really get it together until after the bye week. They won five of their last games, five of their last eight games after the bye. They're coming out of the bye this week. They've got to win. I wonder if maybe they're starting to put it together and make another second half run. Then you look at Tennessee and you're like, they've won seven out of their last eight games. And the only team that they've lost to is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's as good of a resume in the NFL as you can find. And so this is like, I'm telling you, I think it's a sneaky good matchup. Tennessee is getting points in this one. So I think I'll go with the Titans, but only because they're getting points. I think this is really a coin flip game, but I got to give it up to Mike Vrabel, man. They're not pretty. They're not interesting to me still, but they do win. So I'm going to go with Tennessee and I will take the one and a half points. Next up, Tampa Bay. I found the number,
2: by the way, real quick stats. It's (laughs) 15.4. That's how how much they're allowing in their uh, game since the, after the 0-2 start.
1: Wow. See, sometimes first impressions stick with us, and they really shouldn't. Uh, Clearly, Tennessee is a different team than they were when they began the season. Tampa Bay is going to Cleveland to play the Browns. Browns are getting three and a half points in this one. I don't know what to make of Tampa Bay, B.O.G. Every time I think they're cooked, they do just enough to keep the little pulse going on the season here. Where are you putting the Buccaneers?
2: Bucks coming off their bye. Probably needed that given the way things have, have kind of been a slog for them this year. I think they might be able to benefit from that. This is a really important game for the Browns. If like they're going to have, it's the damage is probably already done with where they're at at this point in the season. But if they're going to have any hope of making some kind of unlikely run when Deshaun Watson comes back, I feel like they kind of have to win this game and set the table for that. So this is a really big game for them. Don't think they're going to win it. Uh, I'm going to take Tom Brady over Jacoby Brissett.
3: Yeah. I mean, the Bucks looked, um, much closer to form probably like in their best offensive form obviously um when we last saw them in munich and i think that's that's the best way to go into the bye right you feel like you really like flex your muscles and you can kind of like build off of that i just i don't trust the browns i don't want to trust the browns um i i you know i don't know that i trust the bucks but i'm i'm certainly inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt um so i'll lean in that direction um the, the, the NFC South is is right there. It's Tampa's. I mean, and, and if they're going to win it, I mean, they have to win these kind of easier games. And it's not going to, no offense to C- Jacoby Brissett, it's not going to get much easier than that. Uh, One of Tom Brady's former backups. Those storylines used to be a big old thing. And now, um, now they're not
1: anymore. I just think that Tampa's going to do this thing where they just kind of slog through the regular season. They'll win a bad division, and then they'll get into the playoffs, and it's like, oh, crap. Now we got to play Tom Brady in the playoffs. They still have talent in Tampa Bay, so I feel like they're not going to look overly impressive in the regular season, but then they're going to be a very tough out in the playoffs. I do think they'll beat the Browns. Jacoby Brissett is playing better than I think a lot of people thought he was going to play, but I don't think he's going to play good enough to beat Tom Brady, so I will go with Tampa Bay. Next up, Falcons in D.C. As I said, we talked about earlier on the show to take on the commanders. Commanders giving four and a half. R.J., where are you going?
3: It's hard not to take Washington. And this is, um, you know, we we do this a lot where it's like, go prove this to us. And and Brandon and I had to talk about this on the mixtape. But it's like, okay, Washington, now you're favored. Now now the arrow is pointing up. Now things are starting to go, you know, your direction. Um, so there's every reason in the world to believe that they're going to win. Um, you cannot lose this game, um, you know, because stats, you mentioned being afraid of Washington. I don't think that you really should be from a San Francisco standpoint. If there's a, an NFC West team that, that it's going to come down to it's Seattle. Um, I think the, the Niners are going to win that division. And so, um, you know, we, we talked about, Brandon and I, how Washington could maybe surpass the New York Giants. They still play them twice, twice in a row uh, with their buy sandwiched in there. So this is it. You got to stack these wins. This is a really bad team that lost Kyle Pitts. There's all the reason in the world for you to go get another easy win.
2: Yeah, these are the number 17 and 18 uh, teams in DVOA, Falcons being 17th. Uh, I think it's a coin flip, evenly matched kind of game. In that sense, I want to take the points, so I don't like your lack of the week stats. I think that it'll be a close game in the end, decided by maybe a last-minute field goal. Um, But I think the commanders will pull it out. They've been hot lately. Defense is playing well. Uh, Jace Young is coming back. We'll see where – I don't think he's going to have this immediate impact from the jump because it seems like um, it's taken longer for him to get back than expected, and there's talk about him having to be on a pitch count and everything. But uh, long-term, that's certainly a positive development for them or adding him to already good defense. So I will take the commanders to win, but I like the points in this case.
1: I've already given my thoughts. Again, it's probably more heart than head. And my picks have been terrible, but I'm in, in for a penny, in for a pound, as they say. So commanders minus four and a half. Next up, the bears travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York football jets. We got a little bit of news on Wednesday. Jets benching Zach Wilson, who has been terrible. And by the way, speaking of terrible, Adam Schefter, what are you doing tweeting out the news that Zach Wilson is benched, but then including this Wilson who had a five and two record as a starting quarterback this season with both losses coming against the Patriots is being benched. Hey, Adam, we don't give a rat's ass. Okay. We don't need that from you trying to kowtow to Zach Wilson's agent and not get him mad. Cause you're reporting that his guy is getting benched. Sorry. That just drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, Jets giving four and a half points in this one, BLG.
2: Isn't it great that, like, usually I feel like when a benching is announced, it's like, he's being benched for this player. It's like, he's not, he's not even being benched for anyone specific. He's just being benched because he's has The Jets been are going so with bad. not Zach yeah, Wilson. Nick yeah, quarterback. <laughs> that's, that's like, kind of like what the Colts did with Carson Wentz. Like, it wasn't about uh, moving on from him in the offseason to find a successor, like, lined up. It was just like, Which our they quarterback... Didn't next year is going to be not Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's always the best thing, but I'm saying like that's that's the, the energy behind it. It's not like it's being fired up about whoever's behind him. It's just about literally anyone but this guy, uh, which I don't blame the Jets. Zach Wilson has been terrible. And there's obviously concerns there from, I think, a locker room standpoint. I think Salah had to do it. I think it was very apparent that his teammates did not respect Zach Wilson. If they did, I don't think he does get benched, at least this quickly. So um, <laughs> I don't know who they're going to go with. Who it has to be, Mike White, right? Like, what's the point of playing Joe they, Flacco? They've, they've the announced point. that, but they, they, ha,
3: they have announced it just so we're oh, all clear that it is Mike. White.
2: I didn't see it. It is Mike oh, White. okay, good. Yes. It should be. No, it should be. What is the point? What are you going to learn with Flacco at this point? And he, he wasn't good earlier in the season. Not that Mike White is going to be good, but I don't know. He had that one game against the Bengals last year. I guess you can hang your hat <laughs> on. Um, what's the line for this game again? The Jets
1: are giving four and a half points. It must be the, take... the question
3: around Justin Justin Fields. You know, it's not it yeah. be, you know, oh, a little bit true. larger. Who's the Bears backup
2: quarterback? Trevor Foles.
3: No. no, no, Foles, Foles is in Indian. Indianapolis because he knew Frank Reich and was going to save everything. Uh, um,
2: right. I like how we don't know this,
1: or at least I don't know this. I'm looking it, up and then really they quickly. didn't give him the job when they. Oh well, God.
3: while you guys figure that out. Um, oh, it is Simeon, you... You're right. Uh, stats, you mentioned um, how Adam Schefter gave deference uh, to Zach Wilson and his comment. Robert Sala, not so much. Uh, right before we started uh, recording, um, he was asked about the notion that Zach Wilson has lost the locker room. His exact line. Maybe there's a little irritation at the moment, but I don't think there's hate.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> like, well, uh, it's tr- and- you could go on Twitter to see team defensive teammates liking people calling out Zach Wilson. So, like, clearly it was there. So
3: one more thing on Robert Sala. Um, Read the room, dude. Um, He mentioned Geno Smith as a player who took time off and then came back better. Not the best example to use as the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala. Um, Here's the thing. I think it's really difficult. Like It's actually impressively difficult to become so hated when you don't do something deplorable, right? Like when you don't commit a crime <laughs> or hurt somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, but Zach, Zach Wilson has done that. He has become like universally disliked for purely football reasons. BLG, you mentioned Carson Wentz, kind of the last person who did that. Like it is, it is very also difficult. number two to- overall pick. Right. I mean, and sure enough, somebody's going to talk themselves into Zach Wilson in the future. And be like, well, he was a number two overall pick. Look at Mitchell Trubisky. Look at Carson Wentz. Look at Marcus Mariota. Like, no, don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how. I, I know that we have questions about Justin Fields' health, but like it would be like the most like oh uh, thing of all time for you know the dude that the Jets passed on one of you know the teams to pass on Justin Fields to come in and just like destroy them and pour salt on the wound.
2: I'll take the Bears. You, you brought up Gino. Uh, what would the Jets record be right now with Gino? They're six and four. If you didn't remember that, do you think they'd be like significantly better?
1: I mean, they couldn't be worse. <laughs> I've I
3: I brought, brought this was, up before with you guys. Who who would be better, the Jets with Geno or the Colts with Jacoby
2: Brissett? Geno, Jets. Jets with Geno,
3: but it's not that far apart, right? Like the you know, Colts no, have some it things, is far apart. some tiny things. Uh, well, I was told that the it's Jets not are, that far apart because the, the Colts Jets are kind are of like impressive, a, so
2: it's not a big deal. At the Eagles, barely a, a beat them, rare so. team that I think has like coach in place, roster in place, This DM. I think you can feel decent about, but quarterback, it's just not there at all. Um, I will Lamar take Jackson next year. Ugh, this is tough. I guess I'll take the Jets, but I feel terrible about it.
1: I don't know how banged up Justin Fields is, and that's the key thing. If Justin Fields is close to what he has been the past few weeks, I would think the Bears are going to win this game because his best plays are off-schedule plays, are things outside of the structure of the play. So even though the Jets have a really good defense, I don't think it matters. What are you? What is this hand signal that you are flashing me, BLG?
2: 0-4. Oh, the Bears are 0-4 oh, in their just amazing run of Justin Fields' play here. They're 0-4. Oh, but, like, okay, you can't deny fine.
3: that he has they're looked oh, very – you, you can't they're deny oh, that four. he has flashed t- – Okay, but is it not true that he has played well in, in some respects? It's true that they're 0-4. Oh, right, so, he, it is on. true. He has clearly
1: want- been better than he was earlier in the year. Oh, come on,
3: BLG.
2: The bar is all the way down here.
3: I do want to read one more tweet. I'm sorry, uh, but I just saw this, and it's, you'll understand why. Um, Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson's um, reaction uh, was some frustration when he was told the news. The quote was, why me? I want
1: to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Zoolander, like that line. Like, are you serious, dude? I just told you this a moment ago. Like, why you? Because it's all your fault, you idiot. Like, are you not seeing this? And I saw Chris Sims tweet out a bunch of plays from Zach Wilson. Chris is my guy. I worked with him for years. I love Chris. I respect him. But I feel like his priors are really just blinding him to Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson has been bad. He's been reckless with the football. Robert Salas said that the benching doesn't have to do with his comments. It has to do with his fundamentals needing a reset, which is the second straight year, supposedly, that that has happened. Like, come on, man. Once people tell you who they are, believe them. He ain't it. He ain't it. We spent
3: a lot of time on this game, and I don't, I don't know if either of you really believe that Zach Wilson said the words "Why me"? But isn't it kind of something that Robert Sala would say that, like the the Robert Sala would put that out there, even if it's it's true. Like you know, there, there's a there's a degree that you protect your guy. You know, you know, obviously, especially if it's your quarterback, your young quarterback, whatever. Like that is really throwing him to the wolves. Like saying like, oh yeah, he said, "Why me?" Like, dude, you know, keep for your guy. If that really is your guy, I mean, it it, it really seems like like everybody hates him. I'm going to
1: go with the bears in this game. And one more question for Robert Sala. Can we bring the receipts? Do you still, can we still bring those? Cause remember he talked about how like, Oh, when this offense starts to click, guess what, Robert, it ain't clicking. It ain't happening. We do have the receipts. Your team stinks offensively. All right, let's move on to the next game on the list. That's Ravens Jags. The Jags are getting three and a half points. I would spend all the money in my pockets to get Lamar Jackson a real offensive coordinator, but he's stuck with Greg Roman. BLG, where are you going?
2: Yeah, that was a low key disappointing. Uh, it's it's disappointing how the Ravens did not handle the Raven uh, the the Panthers, I should say. Yes, uh, more easily than they did. Their only touchdown in that game was off of a Panthers fumble, where the Ravens started out at the plus thirty one yard line. Like that's their only touchdown of that entire. At the, game. At the end of the game. Yeah, like that's not to say, you know, I mean, if the Eagles are going to get, you know, guff for barely beating the Colts, we should also give the Ravens some guff here for like not handling the Panthers way easier than they should have. Um, So that was a little concerning to me, Um, but I do think uh, they will still be fine long term uh, and I will take them to win this week and cover as well.
3: I like the Ravens, um, but I get it if you're a Bengals fan and you're like, we just squashed the Panthers and did so with the better quarterback under center and PJ Walker, right? Like we all think PJ Walker is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield right now. Um so the it's Ravens gonna be Darnold for the Panthers. I know, but I'm saying like the the you know, the fact that the Ravens couldn't even squash the Baker Mayfield Panthers when the Bengals squashed a better version. That's what I'm saying. Um yeah. so so I am concerned uh for the Ravens. Um it's tough scene right now, but They're still, you know, a team that I think you can rely on to a degree. I do think it's interesting that they still rank third uh, in overall team DVOA despite last week's performance. Fifth offensively, um, 11th from a a defensive standpoint, and first in special teams. Let's see it. Go go out and and squash the bug, right? The Jaguars suck. I mean, you should have your way with them, so please do it, Lamar, so we can give you your appropriate flowers.
1: I think the Ravens should, and I think they will. Yeah, I started doing this exercise after the Niners big win on Monday night. I thought if every team plays at their absolute best, how many teams do I think can beat the 49ers? And in my head, the first two were like chiefs bills. I think that's clear. And then the other team that popped into my head was the Ravens, because I think that Lamar Jackson at his best is so incredible that they can beat anybody. The problem is, we don't see that often enough, whether it's because of injury, whether it's because of scheme, whether it's because Lamar has trouble in the playoffs. We just don't get that enough. And it's frustrating because I feel like there's so much more there, but we don't ever get to see it consistently. BLG, is that unreasonable?
2: I mean, since week four, Lamar Jackson has thrown six touchdowns to five interceptions. He has a 79.8 pass rating he's also lost a fumble in that stretch so if you want to include turno- total touchdowns versus total turnovers at least while throwing versus um and he only has rushing there's only, only one rushing in that stretch too so okay so he has, one- he has seven total touchdowns if you're including rushing and he has six total uh turnovers if you're including interceptions and in football so yeah i mean like that's that's probably not good enough um i i you know that's you would want to see more than that in a contract year i feel like
3: rj you're making a face I mean, it's just it's been up and down, right? Like there have been moments where you're like, oh, man, the Ravens messed up. And I don't know that there's been a moment where you're like, oh, the Ravens got this right. But it's just, you know, it's it's been weird. It's been weird how they have like stayed consistently at the top with these like kind of like what's going on moments. Um, last week was really troubling, especially coming off their bye. Like you, you you just expected more. I mean, it was it was supposed to be better. And so you, you have it's a long season. You have more time. Um, go out and be better so we can we can
1: feel more confident in this trust that we want to give you. Last game of the early window, Denver in Carolina to take on the Panthers, who are starting Sam Darnold. As I said, Panthers getting two points in this game, RJ. I'll take the Ravens. Zap.
2: What did he say? What? Who was your pick? Yeah, you got zapped. No, he said. Wait, Ravens.
1: Well, what was your question? Are We're you on, listening to me at all? We're doing Broncos Panthers. Panthers.
2: Oh, t- I will take the Panthers.
1: You weren't listening to me at all. I did no. A whole I was. Still,
3: I was still stuck on the Ravens Panthers part of this. That's why, like, I was. You know, whatever. What, what
2: did he, What did he pick? You picked Panthers. I'll take the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I don't the, the the vibe. I know the Panthers are bad, but the vibes are just so bad with the, the Broncos. They're just so immeasurably bad. Um, Steve Welks has been like. You know, the Panthers under him have been a little bit more respectable and decent, they're fighting a little bit there, and they're not great, but they're like, okay, they can, can kind of hang a bit, and the Broncos, again, vibes are terrible. Although, I will say, who cares? Like, about this quarterback change, Like it's like, it's re- it, this is like rearranging the deck tears on the Titanic. It's just like, like you're benching Baker Mayfield for Sam Darnold, who got Ben's for Baker Mayfield. Like what is, what is any of this? What does this mean? What is the point of any of this? Doesn't matter. Um, That being said, uh, apparently the Panthers defense can play a little bit and the Broncos offense very much cannot play. So sure. (laughs) I will take in a game that might not be decided by too many points. I will take the points.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the points. The best thing about the Broncos was supposed to be their defense, yet they lose to the tire fire Raiders last week on a play where Devontae Adams in <laughs> overtime is so obscenely open. It was ridiculous. It was stunning to me. Not that the, the Broncos defense has been the problem all year, but just nothing is literally going right. Would I mean, I would be shocked if Nathaniel Hackett is back next year at this point. I don't even know if he makes the season, but I think there's no way he comes back next year. Is that crazy?
2: well, RJ can't talk because so he got zapped. But, um, I have uh, a
1: question for you both.
2: Okay.
1: I don't,
3: I don't need to offer opinion on what did you make of Russell Wilson not keeping the clock running on third down and Nathaniel Heckett kind of calling them out? I would just like to hear your thoughts on that as you discuss this game.
1: Not going to lie. I didn't spend a second watching the Broncos last week, so I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. I didn't see well, Okay, didn't at, see
3: at the end of the game, as the Broncos were trying to ice the game, that the Raiders wound up tying and, and winning in overtime. On third down, Russell Wilson throws the ball out of bounds. Like, <laughs> instead of, you know, eating a sack. Um, again, this is like a critical moment. I don't know the exact time on the clock, but mm-hmm. critical moment of the game. Um, and And after the game, Nathaniel Hackett says, yeah you want to keep the clock running there which was sort of his like indirect way of being like russ is stupid he should have taken a mm-hmm. knee and taken the sack um but so like my question to you is like this isn't just like oh nathaniel hackett sucks first year head mm-hmm. coach like this is russ making like an element like we would yeah. if zach wilson had done this last week it would have been like another piece of the pie uh but russell wilson is like look, he's a, a very hey, good football you're player. not
2: allowed to give opinions at this well, point I was, you can set was up saying. the yeah you Go can ahead. you can give context or Y'all whatever. Um, did you just da- zap RJ by the way, so you couldn't do the voice stats? <laughs> so, no, I you know. zapped him because oh. who
1: cares about this game? I just oh, okay. wanted to keep him moving.
2: Well, we've already spent too much time on it, but uh, I will say, yeah, more than one thing can be true. I mean, Russ has been terrible. Hackett clearly isn't the guy. It's just, it's all bad.
1: That's the weird thing to me is that like it's not just the physical play of Wilson that is declined. It's like the mental just game management side of things that seems to be wonky this year. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a disaster. All right, let's get to the late games. We'll start in San Francisco, Santa Clara, if you want to get technical. Saints coming to town to take on the Niners. Niners giving nine and a half points, RJ. I would have loved to have come in here and like, kind of trolled you and been like, watch out.
3: Saints are going to beat your Niners stats. And I think a teeny tiny part of you is a little bit worried about that just because you hate them so much. Um, however, this Niners team looks incredible. Um, I mean, they look arguably like the best team in the NFC, like the most well-coached team in the NFC right now. I am very, very afraid of them. I really think that they are kind of figuring it out. It, it's a different person every week having the, like, holy crap freak God mode game. It was George Kittle a week ago. Um, I think they squashed the Saints. The party rolls on in San Francisco, Santa Clara, whatever you want to call
2: it. You mean the Saints? Uh, are not good. I mean, they beat the Rams, but like, I thought that was going to happen because the Rams are also terrible and they <laughs> did it where the Rams, you know, Matthew Stafford got knocked out of the game. And then the, uh, Ra- the Rams are relying on Bryce Perkins, their third string quarterback at UDFA from 2020 who had never played in the NFL. Like that's the team, the same speed. Okay. Congrats. That's super impressive. Um, and he had had a good day, but like, okay, it's probably not going to do that again. So I will easily take the 49ers. Uh, A defense that is allowing, I believe, 13.3 points per game over their last three since that Chiefs game. uh, D'Amico Ryans obviously knows what he's doing back there. Feel very good about the
1: 49ers winning. D'Amico Ryans is not getting nearly enough love. They have held their last three opponents scoreless in the second half of games. They've outscored opponents 54-0 to in the second half over the last three weeks. D'Amico for president, he is amazing. The only thing that worries me about this game is it could be a tra- god no it could be a <laughs> trap game because they got that big win mm. on prime time they went to Mexico City it was a big deal and next week they play the Dolphins okay and Mike McDaniel and Raheem Moster and Wes Welker who used to coach their wide receivers there's a Jeff Wilson is now in Miami Wes there's a- Welker come on there's a lot of stuff around that game that makes that Miami game seem bigger than it is because it's actually not that big it's an AFC game for the Niners if I had to pick a game in the next four for the Niners to lose it would be the Miami game because Mm -hmm. it's in the AFC but it's going to get a lot of attention it's going to be a thing it's a measuring stick game the Niners are going to read all week this week about how good they are how good they look how scary they look all that stuff and so I wouldn't be surprised to see them come out flat against New Orleans. So I think I'm going to take the Niners, but I'm going to give – I want the points. Give me the points in mm. the Saints. I think the Niners will win the game outright. Coward. Coward. You, 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 did,
3: you did that last week, Stats. You got to believe in your team at a certain point, dude. They look incredible. The Saints team stinks. You, I know. You, spit, you know, you every week you come on here and tell us how much the Saints stink and suck out loud. So if there was ever a time to lay the points on behalf of your San Francisco 49ers, it would be now. Here's the thing with the Niners: stand though.
1: tall, stand six foot five like Brandon. The, <laughs> no one can be that tall. The Niners do it to themselves it is we've seen them struggle offensively, not defensively but offensively at times even against bad defenses sometimes they just can't get the train moving down the tracks and so that's why again i think they'll win i don't think they're going to get upset but i don't like that miami game looming in the future i don't think it's going to be as dominant a performance as what we just saw on monday night
2: i credit you stats for correctly uh evaluating trap game conditions because i think People use trap game incorrectly so often they're like, well, this team is good and they're playing a bad team. So it's a trap game. It's not how a trap game works necessarily. Mm -hmm. You have to have the look ahead and come off like the game. You're coming off factor. It's a big factor.
1: All right, let's move on to Raiders. Seahawks. Seahawks are giving three and a half points. Raiders coming off a nice win. BLG. Are they,
2: are they starting Mm -hmm. something or is this the
1: the Seahawks that are just going to schmatz them again?
2: Uh, there's the Schmutz again. <laughs> we should get like a. We need T-shirts, obviously, for this show and and, and a lot of the shows here. Yeah, um, like
3: the like cartoony font, like schmutz with an exclamation schmatz. point.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying the Raiders just because they beat the Broncos, who have really bad vibes. Uh, I think the Seahawks lost, you know, a, a, a tough game right before the buy, but I still believe in what they have going on. Um, I think Kenneth Walker is going to bounce back after really not being a factor in his last game. Gino is, Gino's played well enough this season where it's clearly like, you you can't just say it's not for real at all. Like there's too much of a sample size to say it's a total fluke. It's there's nothing to it. Um, So I buy into that certainly way more than anything. The Raiders have going on.
3: The, Seahawks and Gino specifically have been one of the more efficient offenses at times this season. The Raiders rank 32nd in defensive DVOA. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean, congratulations to the Denver Broncos for being the one team to be worse than them. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. I'll
1: lay the points um, coming off the bye, like all the reason in the world to believe they get back on track. Seahawks, rough loss against Tampa Bay. Look, they're not going to go undefeated the rest of the way. I used to work with a guy named Eric Asilius, and he always used to talk about, like, we all have these days at work where, for whatever reason, you're distracted, you're just not as productive as you normally are. Happens to everybody. The key is to only have it happen once in a while and to never, ever, ever have two in a row. And that's all I'm looking at with the Seahawks. Can't lose this game, right? bad loss, Not a bad loss, but a loss last week, like, fine. But... Your playoff spot would still be pretty secure. All you got to do is handle your business against the Raiders. Then you got the Rams the week after that and the Panthers. Like you should be getting comfortable in this stretch of your schedule. Just don't do something stupid and mess it up. And I don't think they will because I think Gino has something to prove. Like I don't think Gino's taking anybody lightly. So it's not going to be a trap game scenario for him. And I think Seattle's going to handle it. I'll I'll even take him to cover, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Same. All right, yes. let's keep it rolling. Chargers in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Cardinals look like a complete joke. How are the, oh, the Cardinals are getting four and a half points. I was going to say, wait a minute. That would be weird. The The lack of effort that the Cardinals showed on George Kittle's second touchdown on Monday night, they look like a beaten puppy. They wanted no part of it. RJ, where are you going? That was really um, intense uh, visual. Um,
3: look. Justin Fields and the Chargers are at the top of the mountain in terms of getting credit for losing all the time. Um, There's been, I think we've like, I don't say we, but some people have gone a little bit far with the Chargers stuff. They're not a great football team. They have a a quarterback who's capable of doing some great things on that. There's not a lot happening around them and that great quarterback play isn't happening enough or consistently enough for it to pull them out of their funk. I don't believe in the Chargers whatsoever, but the Cardinals, (laughs) are awful. <laughs> I will take the Chargers
2: um, and I'll feel great about it. Chargers, for a while now, have been like stuck at like 16th, 17th in my power rankings, which I'm sure people miss here. Zap! Zap! Enough! Week. Wow! I will take the Chargers to win and cover.
1: It's so frustrating with the Chargers because they finally had some pieces back against the Chiefs, and all of a sudden, they looked so much more like the team that we all talk about the way that they're supposed to be. But... They still lost the game. And like you said, RJ, it's just not consistent enough from them. They're capable of playing with anybody, but they don't do it every week. That said, the Cardinals stink. I will take the Chargers and I will give the points. Last of the late games, the depleted Rams are in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving 14 and a half points, BLG.
2: Yeah. I'll take the Chiefs. Um, the Rams are the Rams are terrible, man. They've been terrible all year. We saw it in the opening game and that was very much a sign of things to come. Offensive line stinks, um Matthew Stafford's banged up, not playing well even when he's um he, when he is there. I just I don't buy anything. I think and I'm so glad I did not get zapped for this game although Steven could, but I hope you don't Steven. Well, let well, let me say something before you do if you do. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think you'll care. Um because it's it's in favor of the Chiefs to be clear. I don't think Sean McVay and this Rams team is getting enough crap for being potentially the worst Super Bowl defense ever. The worst Great. Super Bowl defense season of all time. No one's talking about it, probably in part because no one actually cares that they won and the Rams don't have <laughs> real fans, or at least, you know, obviously, again, I always say we appreciate our friends over at Turf Show Times, Um, but, you know, like in comparison, the diehards are, are not there in the same frequency with other teams and the passion certainly isn't there. And I think that's contributing to uh, them kind of skating by with this. But I mean, you know, there's, there was a lot of once upon a time, a lot of hype. Sean McVay, next Belichick, all this like legacy garbage like that. Um, and you know, this is pathetic. The season they're having right now, and I know part of it is by design, in the sense they sold out for everything, and they will certainly take this trade off of having a Super Bowl and then this terrible season afterwards. But again, in the context of history, this is pathetic. It's a pathetic, pathetic season that they're having. You can be
3: bad um, without being pathetic. Right. Like, like, you know, if, if they were losing games, like you, you can still be somewhat, you know, not pathetic while losing games. And they're not like if you're really this mighty Sean McVay, if you're really capable of pulling this thing off, find find a way to be competent. Like Kyle Shanahan has done that in San Francisco after different injuries. He has found a way for the Niners to remain competent, to remain uh, or, or maintain some semblance of competency. I agree with you 100 percent, Brandon. Um, Sean McVay is a coward. I wouldn't say he's a fraud. He's a Super Bowl, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But man, they stink. And I think he deserves a fraction of the heat we're throwing at, uh, at Sean McVay. But Aaron Donald, like and he is like a generational defensive player, but like make an impact. Like mm. if you're really supposed to be this dude, make an impact. Like when was the last time like can either of you think of an Aaron Donald moment from this season? Just stats. And I'll ask you specifically, like you obviously keep very close tabs on them. Can you think of like a wow, Aaron Donald really did that moment?
1: Mm, no. Not off the top of my head, and that's not like some proof or
3: measurement or anything like that. But it's like, what? What do you have? Like, what? Like Jalen Ramsey's like kind of quitting on some some plays Mm -hmm. in certain moments. Like, it's just that you know they kind of just feel like front runners. Like they they were like a fake team that won the Super Bowl a year ago. (laughs) Like it was a it was a Hollywood movie. It wasn't a real NFL season. Um, in hindsight, I I mean I was rooting for the Bengals then. I really wish the Bengals had won it. It would have been a much cooler like reality Uh, to live in.
2: Can you imagine? Imagine if like they, they didn't win and they have this kind of season after like that. I mean, man, down so bad. They don't have their own draft pick, which might be higher than the pick that um the lions have that they gave. Like that's I've, I've
3: said before, um, I used to really be super down on the Falcons. And something that really kind of changed my opinion on that was the way they responded from the Super Bowl loss. I mean, the worst Super Bowl loss of all time. They made the playoffs in twenty seventeen. They lost to your Eagles, BLG, in the divisional round. But but after they beat Sean McVay. Like he, he right. so like we we talk all the time about how difficult it is to get back if you lose the Super Bowl, let alone to win a playoff game. And they did that. Um and obviously didn't get back to the Super Bowl, but I mean, man, the Rams are awful. The Chiefs are going to win by 30. Like, the, actually, you know, the, the, only, the only reason they may not cover is because they'll they'll take their foot off the gas and
1: just kind of the, the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And shout out to Turf Show Times. They have a great write-up on this. Of the 56 times the teams have won the Super Bowl, there have been 16 instances where the defending champ has missed the playoffs. That's going to be 17 this year because mm-hmm. the Rams ain't making the playoffs. Do you know the last team to miss the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl? The 2016 Broncos. That is correct. Why? Because Peyton Manning retired. The last team to have a losing record after winning the Super Bowl was the 2003 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they (laughs) lost a bunch of one-score games. Only one of the Rams' six losses this season has come by one score. That is crazy how bad they have been. And again, I've said this many times on Niners Nation. It doesn't matter because they got their ring last year. So if you had to sacrifice this season to get that ring this year, it's worth it. You're making a face, B.L.T. That there's no question about it. I would it have is, a. But we can also move,
2: say it's pathetic this year. More thing, right. more than one thing can be true. Th- yes, they do.
1: that's fine. They obviously feel
3: like that Broncos team. And like that Broncos team still hasn't recovered, right? Like, and and for a long time it was like, Oh, if you're a Broncos fan, it was totally worth it. Like they have not recovered. I mean, and, and the a big reason for that that Bucks team stats is like there was no sustainability at quarterback. Like that's that's gonna like doom you every single time. Um, I do want to mention this isn't Rams related, but they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I just saw this. Joe
1: Burrow, we talked about this. Um, he said that he expects Jamar Chase to play this week against the texans Oh so. boy. Mm. Things are lining up. By the way, one last thing on the Rams, and by the way, I'll take the Chiefs, I'll give the points. This is a great line. They have had the easiest strength of schedule among the previous defending Super Bowl (laughs) champions. According to Pro Football Reference, they calculate the strength of schedule using their rating system. The Rams minus six strength of schedule is the lowest number among the other. They lost to Cooper Rush. I mean, and that was that that game gave birth to the
3: Mike McCarthy. Um, Yeah, they got that game gave birth to the where nobody's underdog. They were underdogs. The Cowboys were to this Rams team. I mean, that's silly. Um, But. (laughs) Steven, um, how badly are the Chiefs going to win, and um, what is your thought on Christmas decorations coming up to Friday after Thanksgiving? Um, I don't think the Rams have more than 13 points in them, and the Chiefs defense is playing a little bit better recently, and they're getting the quarterback, so if it's Matthew Stafford or Bryce Perkins or whoever's going to get the start for them (laughs) on Sunday, I I just don't think they're going to be able to do much against Kansas city. I think the chiefs are going to drop 35 to 40 points. And this is going to be a game where hopefully Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter. And I don't really have a preference on Christmas decorations. I'm not somebody who really does that at my house, but, if it makes you happy, do it. I don't Good care plan. when you do it, what time of year you do it. Just go for it. It doesn't really make a big difference to me.
1: That's a ridiculous uh, stance to take. Clearly, everybody has to
3: conform to the things that I like. One last thing. I'm sorry. Um, the Rams cut or waived Daryl Henderson this week. Like, mm, Not only yeah. are the Rams bad and pathetic and stinky, but like they're also kind of shady. Like, There was yeah. the weird... <laughs> You know, but we never like, figure they,
2: out the cam makers thing.
3: No, like so the the, the weird cam makers thing that like no NFL insider on a national level cared to investigate, and they just waived Daryl Henderson, like who again was their preference over the running back who they mysteriously were done with forever. Like, what is happening here, and why does nobody care about it? It's because nobody cares about the Rams
1: as a whole.
2: Maybe they owed
1: Daryl Henderson a favor.
2: And that is that um. Travis Kelsey already has 11 touchdowns this season. That is is his career high in touchdowns. He has seven games to play. That's crazy.
3: That's what Pete Sweeney said on Monday Football Monday. Uh, I didn't, I didn't Monday hear him Monday. say
2: that. The, the
1: dude gets open in the most critical times of the game. Every, Every game time it's a critical time, it's like, oh, he's gonna go to Travis Kelsey. And, he's and he gets three. It's absurd. It's so frustrating as a, as a Niner fan because they almost never get the ball to George Kittle. And people say, Well, he gets double teamed. Travis Kelsey's always open in the biggest spot. Somehow he gets the ball. This game is at Arrowhead. Stats. I'm sorry. Uh, this game is doesn't matter
2: at Arrowhead. Is. Yes. Who cares? Okay.
3: Well, I was just I was only curious because the Bills are doing the like back to back Detroit thing. It would have been cool if the if the Chiefs were back to back at SoFi. It's you know? gonna be the, even
1: worse for the Rams. Like that is just three the, hours. This this, this is
3: the perfect like Sunday after Thanksgiving like you know
1: just chill day for a Chiefs chance. Yeah,
3: let's go to Arrowhead and watch them drop <laughs>
1: fifty on the Rams. Like let's go have a right. good time. So, we'll leave at halftime because the game will clearly be over by that point. All right, one more uh, game on the Sunday slate. That's Packers in Philly to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are giving seven. RJ, you gave your thoughts earlier. BLG?
2: Uh, it's funny how none of us took the Chiefs as lock of the week, even though we just said all that. Probably it felt
1: disingenuous. I, I felt
2: like cheating.
3: That was my thought.
2: Was a bad move <sighs> okay. I make. Well, I mean, it's about making people money, so I don't think it's cheating. <laughs> I think, you know, take what works. But anyway, um, yeah, stats, you should have gone with that instead of yep. your pick. But uh, all right. Eagles are seven-point favorites at home. Uh, I think they win. I think they cover. I think the offensive coaching in the Colts game was incomprehensibly bad and so out of character from what this team has been this year. Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, I think, have done a good job for so much of the year, and we're making just... boneheaded decisions just like I, I it's one thing you know for the results to be bad but the process to be good I just can't understand the process behind some of the things they were doing such as not having AJ Brown out in the field for stretches and playing 13 personnel three tight ends but Dallas Goddard isn't playing so it's your three backup tight ends it's just they're, they're just trying to outthink them themselves for some reason um I don't think they're going to continue to do that Jonathan Gannon's defense played better last week after all these concerns about their run defense adding Ndamukong Sue. And Linval Joseph certainly helped with that. Linval Joseph was especially effective against the run and had a great game. Um, so uh, I think, and the, honestly, what are you really hanging your hat on here at the Packers? Because the vibes aren't good. You look at what they've done this season. They've won one game on the road. It was a two-point victory against the Bucks. They scored 14 points. They've lost six of their last seven. They do not look good. The vibes are bad. This is not I mean, ask Justice. Ask Justice how he feels about this game, and he will probably, I'm guessing, take the Eagles. He hates the Packers. Yeah, like <laughs> there's, there's no way. I, I just don't think there's anything to hang your hat on with this Packers team. I said that going into the Cowboys game. They obviously won. They were down 28 to 14 before coming back against a team that the Aaron Rodgers typically owns. Um, so I just don't like anything the Packers have going on, and I will take the Eagles to bounce back.
3: Uh, I don't know if I'm giving my thoughts. I already gave them, obviously, in the lock. Um, there's not a lot to hang your hat on, right? It's just like, you know, the Packers right now are just this monster that's like lurking because they have Aaron Rodgers. So it's like, is he going to wake up or, or is the monster just going to stay asleep and everybody gets to kind of walk by and take their turns, like taking pictures with him, like it's an amusement park or something. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he, you know, I wouldn't say he woke up in that fourth quarter uh, against the Cowboys that's what was so frustrating about it but they clearly identified a, a method to win and you're right Kong Su and Limbaugh Joseph certainly provided a boost for the Eagles last week and they were able to clamp down Jonathan Taylor after um, you know a, an early start that, that was impressive um, but Aaron Jones coming off a week and a half like that's the formula if you're the Packers and you know if you can play that formula and then get to a position where you need one drive you know you don't have Matt Ryan here you have Aaron Rodgers and I think that's the difference. If, if this if the same formula from last week follows itself um, and you know you have Aaron Rodgers there, I, I trust that to happen. That's why I certainly trust them at least to cover. Plus, Brandon, you bagged on the Cowboys in week 18 last year for a quote unquote celebrating their Super Bowl win in Philadelphia. <laughs> Nick Sirianni just won his own Super Bowl um, in Indianapolis with the biggest of loser energy possible. So he's already won the Super Bowl as far as he's concerned. Um, so I don't know what else Nick Sirianni has left on the season.
2: So, just real quick, uh, Justice Musqueda from Acme Packing Company, uh, our, our Packers' Espionation site, uh, he did say to me he, he's predicting a thirty-five to seventeen Eagles win this week.
3: You no, know, thirty-five points doesn't happen. Like this, you know, they're gonna have field goals. Like you know, what I mean, it's just <laughs> it's too too clean of a score.
1: I don't understand how the Packers' philosophy for so much of Aaron Rodgers' career has been just be awesome, Aaron. Like, look at the, even the Colts with Peyton Manning, right? They had Marvin Harrison, they had Reggie Wayne, they had Dallas Clark, they had Edron James. Even though they had a really good quarterback, they gave him really good skill players around him. And that's why they won 12 games a year. The Packers for too long, it's just Aaron and, well, whoever. And yeah, they had Devontae Adams there for a little while. Great, that's one guy. I just don't understand how the game plan for Aaron Rodgers every single week is. Go be awesome or we have no shot. He might be good, but he's not going to be good enough against Philadelphia, so I will take the Eagles, and I will give the points. Last game of the week, Monday night football. Steelers, Colts, one sentence each. Right now, the spread is Colts minus two and a half. RJ? I cannot believe I am doing
3: this, but I am picking the Colts to win.
1: Wow.
3: What
2: a fraud. I hate the Colts. <laughs>
3: the Steelers are bad. I mean... <laughs> Alright, anyway,
2: sorry. I violated the one sentence. Uh, the Steelers are dangerous as underdogs under Mike Tomlin. So I'll take the points here.
1: If TJ Watts starts and finishes the game, the Steelers will win. I will take the Steelers. It's absurd how much different he makes them look. Just one dude. Anyway, okay, sorry, that's, too many sentences all right everybody that's going to do it for this edition of the show hope you had a very very good thanksgiving heat up the thanksgiving leftovers whatever they are it's absurd that i hadn't mentioned that to this point the best part of thanksgiving food is the leftovers the next day have a good week everybody we'll talk to you next week
2: all right come with me